What's up, everybody? This is Dave Jackson, and you're listening to Tales from the Backlog, a video games podcast where we talk about the games we play. I am joined today once again by a friend of the show returning for, uh, I lost count, this is like your seven or 800th guest appearance at this point, right? Oh, geez, like maybe four. <laughs> yeah, that's that might be more reasonable. Jake Anderson's back. Hey, Jake. Hello. And today we're going to be taking a break from the backlog to tier rank the Dark Souls 3 bosses. Last week you heard the full Dark Souls 3 episode with Adam. This week we're going to talk about the bosses in particular, just like uh, we did for Bloodborne and Dark Souls 1 and continuing this trend for every other From Software game into the future. So before we get into the tier list, a couple things. Uh, number one, you can look down in the show notes and you will find the link to the exact tier list that Jake and I are doing here. If you want to make your own tier list, feel free to uh, do that and share it with us. And a great place to share it is in the Tales from the Backlog Discord server, which is live. Uh, it actually has been live for a long time now by the time you hear this, uh, but I am only now recording episodes with a live Discord server. So that's what happens when you record episodes way, way um, before release date. So Discord server is live. You'll also find a, a link down in the show notes. Please come join us. Talk about the Dark Souls 3 bosses. Are there any that uh, make you want to break your controller in half? There's a couple for me. And we'll see. So um, before we get started with the tier list, uh, the other thing is, Jake, I gave my history with Dark Souls 3 on the uh, the main episode. And I know that you're a big fan of the From Software games. Like, well, I wouldn't have asked you to be on here if I knew you like didn't play Dark Souls 3 or something. But <laughs> for everyone listening, Jake was a guest on the Bloodborne episode talking mm -hmm. about uh, our love of From Software. So what about Dark Souls 3? Can you remember, like, what made you first want to play Dark Souls 3? And um, um, how many times have you played it? Stuff like that. Uh, for sure, yeah. I gave maybe a tiny bit of my overall From History on the Bloodborne episode. But people might not listen to every episode. So I was aware of the games. I bounced off Dark Souls 1, bounced off Dark Souls 2. <laughs> uh, and kind of thought they just weren't for me. But mm -hmm. then eventually, here uh, the sound of Bloodborne sounded really cool to me. And uh, decided to give it a try after playing Neo. Because Neo started to click with me. And I was like, okay, I'm kind of getting this very difficult, you know, action RPG type style game. So maybe I should dip into the people that are considered the best at that since they invented the genre, basically. <laughs> um, and Bloodborne sounded really cool, and it was supposed to be a little faster, and that's one of the things that I liked about Neo, was a little faster. For some reason, it just jived with me better. So mm -hmm. I went into Bloodborne, and I was absolutely loving it, and then Dark Souls 3 came out around that time. And so I was like, I'm going to pick that up too. And I played through and beat Bloodborne. I got pretty far into Dark Souls 3, and then stopped for a number of years, and then it was just last year or the year before, uh, went back to it, finished it, platinumed it. Um, so it's the only From game that I've platinumed so far, although I, I guarantee you Elden Ring will be one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I just beat last night. Oh um, boy. 
109 hours, I think, my first yeah. playthrough. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, I got the Platinum on Dark Souls 3. I've beaten it a few times. My main character is like on NG plus four. And then I have a couple other characters I've played pretty far into. I've also spent a lot of time and beaten it multiple times on PC now with things like the Cinders mod and stuff like that. Oh, right. Yeah. I always forget that there are a bunch of mods on PC that people people say are really good. Yeah. yeah, Cinders, yeah. It, Cinders is awesome if you just want. Honestly, I would almost compare it to Elden Ring as far as just it opens up the variety of playstyles you can do. There's a lot mm-hmm. more viable options. And so it just makes it really fun to go mess around. Um, but the reason I've played Dark Souls 3 so much is I know a lot of people don't like it as much as the others um, based on story and lore, which I get. But the way it feels to play in my hands is really nice. It's It yeah. feels very good to play. But I understand when people don't like it as much because of a few things like poise and lack of variety and builds and things like that. Yeah, that's basically like, I know that at this time when you're recording it, you haven't had a chance to listen to me and Adam talk about it from the main episode, but that was basically our conclusion too, is like a lot of the story and the fan service stuff is very lame, but uh, the gameplay, very, very fun. Like this Mm -hmm. is a very fun game to play. And if you're like me and you don't really like pay attention to story much in souls games when you play like you just kind of vibe with it it's Mm -hmm. it's really really good and uh part of that gameplay is talking about the bosses so in the main episode adam and i did our top three bosses in this one jake and i are going to go through basically like the game order so starting with the very first boss and then we're going to finish with the soul of cinder which is the last boss and dark souls 3 has uh let me count uh, like on Sesame Street. Let's count. One, two. No, uh, there are... Um, I just quickly counted 25 off my tier list, I think. 25 bosses. Ha, 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 ha. Very good. <laughs> I'd be interested in hearing what your um, top three were before okay. we get going. Yeah, so let me think. My top three were... Uh, Wolnir. Wolnir was in my top three. Not for any mechanical reason. He's just the one of the best skeletons ever, and I love a good skeleton. Yep. Lothric and Lorien, I think, were in my top three. Uh, that's a very fun fight. I really enjoy that. And uh, Gale. Gale's in my top three. Okay. All yeah. Right. So, but we'll see. Uh, I have not done this tier list ahead of time, so it, those three are not like locks to be up in the S rank. Uh, Mm -hmm. We'll see. Um, I kind of modified my tier list as far as the ranks go. I have uh, rankings S, A, B, C, D. And instead of F, I have the Bed of Chaos tier, which is a special place in hell for the worst of the worst. I don't think I ended up with any any lower than D. Yeah, I don't think... Oh, there's, there's one that I really fucking hate. But do I hate it as much as the Bed of Chaos? Let's find out. So uh, we're going to get started with our tier lists after the break.
Okay, so starting at the beginning of the game, uh, the first boss we're going to talk about is Iudex Gunder, and I think that's how you pronounce that. And if it's not, that's how I'm going to pronounce it. So <laughs> Iudex Gunder is the first one, the tutorial boss in Dark Souls 3. Jake, where do you have this dude? I have him at B. Okay. I He's a very tough tutorial boss as far yeah. as those go. He is He is real tough. But I overall like, it's kind of cool, you pull the sword out, and then, oh crap, he's waking up. Um, mm-hmm. He's big and intimidating. I really don't like when he goes all passive man. Uh, it's just too hard yeah. to read, and I'm just like, okay. Because um, honestly, I I like him decently. If he didn't have that part, he might be an A, maybe. He might still be B, but that's definitely the main thing preventing him from being any higher. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you and put him in B tier. I really like the boss, especially the first phase. There's a couple things that keep it down. Like uh, when I did Dark Souls um, 1 bosses, I put the Asylum Demon in A tier because I think that's a very good tutorial boss for Dark Souls 1. Mm-hmm. I think I think this dude's too hard for a tutorial boss. Like, uh, yeah. I can just imagine like a significant percent of uh like players who've never played a souls game before play dark souls 3 and this dude is like this dude's hard for me and i have hundreds of hours in these games like and you can't summon at this point yet so you're sol yep it's it's from saying get good which i disagree with as a concept um and yeah that second phase kind of sucks so Mm -hmm. iodex gunder b like, I, I really do like the first phase. The second one is just automatic. Like, I think you pick up some firebombs right before that fight. So it's just an automatic throw those firebombs and, and stay, stay away, away from him. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Not, not very fun. Next up, uh, go through the, ho- the high wall of Lothric and the next boss is Vort of the Boreal Valley. Where do you have Vort? I also have him at B as well. Okay. He's a fun fight. I really like the idea of, oh, it's a knight, but he's crawling. Like, it's a cool little play on that normal guy in armor thing. <laughs> you fought guys in armor. What if he was walking on all fours? Hey, How right? about that? And had ice. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I like him. I just didn't think there was anything that made him really stand out. I think he would have been a better tutorial boss. And as a tutorial boss, I may have ranked him higher. But as the boss here, I'm kind of like, he's he's good, but he's not, like, really cool to me. Yeah, I have Vort in C tier, and it's mostly because, like, I've played Dark Souls 3 twice now, and the second time, like, the time I replayed it, getting ready for Elden Ring, I forgot Vort was there until I, like, came down the steps and I was like, oh, right, I have to fight Vort. I don't really like that fight very much. It's not very fun. <laughs> I guess it's like champion gun if we want to because I think we talked about this in Bloodborne where it's like cleric beast is the tutorial for big beast enemies and mm-hmm. gas coin is the tutorial for like dudes basically hunter fights and okay. Vort Vort is your tutorial for big dudes that are way bigger than you like animal type you know beast yeah. type stuff where you gotta the strategy is like get under them and smack their crotch or their butthole or something i mean that's what you do with everybody and there's a lot of a lot of groin play going on in souls games 
yes. Uh, Miyazaki, big fan of groin play, especially when swords <laughs> and great hammers and stuff like that's involved, for sure. Oh, boy. Um, not, yeah, I, I just don't like Vort that much. He's mm-hmm. It's a very forgettable boss. I'm going to put him in C. Um, so you get gargoyled down to the undead settlement, and the next boss that I have here, because I think you have to fight this one next, is the uh, Curse Rotted Greatwood. So where do you, you have You can him? skip him, but he's, yeah, he's technically the next boss you could come across um, before the one after, but you can go by without ever fighting him. Okay, yeah. And uh, as far as like difficulty goes and stuff like that, I think it's meant to be fought in this general area of the game, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I also have him at B. A lot of these early ones are sitting at Bs for me, apparently. Mm-hmm. The, I really don't like the ads in the first phase. Yeah. At all. They just keep coming. I do kind of like positioning, so the tree just keeps killing them all. That's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's a cool set piece, though. And, I mean, if you're using fire, it works very well. But sometimes it can be a pain in the butt to hit the weak spots that you're supposed to. Uh huh. And you're just hitting like the wood parts of him and not doing anything. It's like, okay, uh, mm-hmm. got a position better. Got to go find this or that. And some <laughs> of it's just a little annoying. Yeah. Can you imagine like going back to Dark Souls 3, fighting the cursed rotted great wood after you've played Elden Ring and you like, if I could only just do a jump attack, it would be way right? easier to I'd hit I'd be these, able to reach these spots, these pustules <laughs> or whatever they are. Yeah, that's going to be an adjustment. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and play like Demon Souls and probably try to later jump. this year. It's gonna be gonna be an adjustment with no jump and no horse and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Curse Rod at Greatwood. I'm also gonna put in B, partly because it's funny. Uh, the animations on him are pretty funny. He's got a lot of like, you know, just try to sit on you type moves or like yep. sit down and like rock side to side type or stuff or stand up and then just fall over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh from software has a very like underrated sense of humor with their animations For and stuff sure. like that so yeah i'm gonna put him at b the fight itself is it, it's fine the the one saving grace like you mentioned i hate boss fights that have ads unless there's like a really good reason for it but the one saving mm-hmm. grace is that you don't really have to fight them they're not super aggressive and the great woods probably going to kill them anyway. So not a big deal. I'll put him at B just for the, uh, weirdness and humor aspect. The butt (laughs) slams B for butt slam. Yes. Yes. Uh, next up, I have the crystal sage next up. This was the next boss that I fought. So, uh, where are you putting the crystal sage? And if you want to, um, consider when you see it again in the uh, grand archives that's cool too okay i have <laughs> guess where i have crystal sage apparently oh my goodness another b okay i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> yeah so another b um, we're gonna start branching out from there eventually but for now <laughs> they've all been bees i didn't even realize i did that crystal sage is a cool intro to caster boss i think um to me, it teaches when you fight casters, stay on top of them. If you're mm-hmm. up close and smacking them, they stagger and they can't do nothing. But if right. you stay at a distance, you're going to get wrecked. Yep. And at this at this point in the game, especially if you're a new player, 
Yeah, that's a good lesson to learn. Like when something's shooting magic at you, you have to rush right at it and uh, learn to dodge through spells because... Yes, dodge into them. Right. They're, the attacks are pretty easy to dodge through in the Crystal Sage, I think. And this is an interesting one because it's like a... I described it as like a Zelda boss. Um, this really reminds me of bosses I fought in Zelda games like my entire life, basically, like multiplying into copies and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess I'll put the Crystal Sage in B also. Uh, again, by the time you've gotten to the Crystal Sage, I don't think this is going to be a super difficult fight, but it is, uh, like you said, teaching you a little bit about magic, uh, enemies that shoot magic, because to this point, there haven't been that many. So... Yeah, I'll put him in B also. I have heard a lot of people say they have a lot of trouble with Crystal Sage. It's one of those ones, you know, souls finds your weakness. Some people won't have trouble with something, and for others, it's the hardest thing they've fought. And I've heard a number of people say that Crystal Sage is really hard for them. Interesting. I'm guessing as a caster, it would probably be really difficult. Oh, yeah. I I was playing as a Pyromancer in my most recent playthrough, but... I think I used the uh, the up close, I think it's called combustion uh, mm-hmm. spell during Get that fight so you can stay real close to him. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're playing like all ranged magic, I am I could see how this could be really hard because once the copies come out, the, the screen gets full of like magic missiles pretty quickly. Yes, it does. Cool. Uh, next up, I fought the Abyss Watchers next, although this is a fork uh, in the road. You can either go to the Cathedral or you can go fight the Abyss Watchers. Um, I fought the Abyss Watchers next, which was a mistake. I was not ready for the Abyss Watchers. Uh, So where do you have the Abyss Watchers? So if we had gone the other direction for our next boss, we would have gotten out of B territory. But since we went to Abyss Watchers... It's another B for me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This one, very obviously, you know, Artorias fan service. Right. (laughs) Um, It is kind of cool that they'll fight each other. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, I just spend so much time running in this fight, trying to keep distance to get a heal in or to keep distance to wait for an opening to punish. I, I don't have too much fun with it, but it's not bad to me. Like like my ones that are lower where I'm just like, I no, I don't like this fight at all. This one is just another kind of meh. I spent a lot of time running in this fight, waiting for the third one to spawn because mm-hmm. I didn't want to fight both of them at the same time. So like they always, they'll kill the, you know, the neutral one pretty quickly so whenever that happens, I just run laps around the arena until the third one spawns again, and then wait till it aggro's on one of them, and then I can get to work fighting again. So I agree. Like the way that I fought it, just a lot of time just spent kiting them around the arena, and it's not super fun. Um, that being said, I agree with you. It's not bad, and when you are actually fighting, um, it's pretty good. It's a good fight to like learn the moves and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. And on my most recent playthrough, this fight took me twenty five tries. Like I just like this is a this is another check of like the Crystal Sage 
fairly easy, I think. The Cursed Rider Greatwood, fairly easy. Vort is not that hard. The Abyss Watchers are one of those checks where it's like, okay, like, do you understand this combat system? Can you learn these boss moves? Because, man, that that was so hard. So I'm going to put him in B. When it's a one-on-one fight and, like, the... uh the second phase when it's just you and the one with the fire sword and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's pretty fun. I enjoyed that. The first phase I don't like, uh, although like visually and like story-wise, it's cool that they keep rising from the dead to fight each other. But as a boss fight, not a very fun first phase. Yeah. And another one of those uh, things that From Software loves to do is if you die in the second phase, you have to do that first phase every time. Yep. Running around the arena. <laughs> so, yeah, B for me. Um, Deacons of the Deep is next, going into the Cathedral of the Deep, uh, which is which was, we also did top three levels on the main episode. This was one of my top three levels. Oh, uh, I love the Cathedral of the Deep. But how do we feel about the boss? For me, I have Deacons at A. I, Interesting. I enjoy the Deacons of the Deep. I think it's a a good version of the group boss fight. Um, It's easy to tell which one you need to go after. Uh, It's not too crazy hard to know, like figure out which deacons do which things and how to position and handle them. Mm -hmm. And I have fun uh, smashing through the group and getting to the main one. I like the set piece, you know, with the giant throne behind them and everything. Yeah, I I enjoy this fight. I always look forward to it. Uh, in Cinders, they add some Cathedral Knights in there, though, and that sucks. Oh, yeah, I can't see that being very <laughs> There's fun. like four of them in there. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever played this game with like a big um, like greatsword or like a huge weapon like that? Oh, yeah. Like- My main playthrough was um, full on strength. I was using the uh, great club that you get out in the swamps beforehand. Okay. And so I was just batting the crap out of the group, and that's yeah. real fun. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, it would, going through this group would be like a Dynasty Warriors type thing. Like, that would be it pretty is. fun. You, um, the uh, the Great Club is such a fun weapon in, in Dark Souls 3. The hold down charged R2 is basically a giant baseball swing. Oh, nice. And so <laughs> you time that right, and all the normal sized deacons just get sent flying they're just (laughs) gone and the big ones are at least staggered pretty good and sometimes knocked over and so it's really fun that way um and which is probably why i like it so much (laughs) no it does sound fun to fight them that way uh the way that i was fighting them with pyromancy and um oh was i i think i was just using a long sword at this point in my most recent playthrough um not very fun i i have this fight in c it's very cool like visually i guess and i think i like this around this around the same as the skeleton mob fight in dark souls 2 but yeah this fight i always die maybe five times in this fight like Mm -hmm. i get ganged up on one time they have this um they have this attack that fills the air with curse if you don't kill enough of them that are like casting it at the same time and it always takes me a while to get the whole rhythm down so if you as a pyromancer, if you either come back to this fight later or do it on NG plus when you have some of the really giant area of effect fireballs, oh, yeah. it's it's great then because sure. you just 
obliterate the whole crowd with a massive explosion. But if you're getting to it the normal pacing you should be as a pyromancer, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're going to have a rough time. Yep, and have a rough time I did. So C for Deacons of the Deep. I don't hate it. It's just not very fun for me. But I agree the the setting of it's cool in the... um, in the uh the, with like the big i think it's a tomb in that room tomb you're right yeah. it's a tomb it, it's cool uh so next up is wolnir uh wolnir at this is after the abyss watchers but i took a detour uh, to go do the deacons of the deep because you need an item from that fight in order to proceed so wolnir is next where do you have him we're back in b for b okay <laughs> and the re I'll, I only have one B left after this, so most of the rest of the time we're going to be out of Bs for me. So <laughs> we're moving on. But uh, I don't like the fight. Mm-hmm. I love the spectacle. It is very cool setting. Wolnir looks badass, but I don't like the fight, which is what holds it from being higher. Purely the spectacle and setting puts it up to a B for me. Right. The other skeletons getting spawned usually aren't a problem, but sometimes they'll surprise me from behind, and then I'm like, oh, well, that sucks. But uh, trying to run up and hit the bracelets, and then suddenly he's swinging his arm or it's out of reach, or he's filling the room with instant kill gas. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I have a hard time getting hits in, and it just, it bugs me. It feels more like a chore, even though I'm uh, enjoying the spectacle every time I fight him. Yeah. I think I agree with you that like the spectacle of it is great. Like I said before, actually doing the fight is not the most fun, um, but I'm putting it in a tier because the spectacle is that good for me. Giant Mm -hmm. skeleton, like the biggest skeleton and and in all of the games, there's some kind of like ghost skeletons in Elden Ring that are, that look as big as Wolnir. I think in Elden Ring, the ones sitting on the giant thrones might be bigger if you've seen those. Maybe. I don't I don't remember those. Maybe I haven't seen them yet, but I'm looking forward to it if I haven't seen them yet because <laughs> I I love a I love a good uh giant skeleton. Oh, for um, sure. And kind of that like just like that theme of how he's trying to like this is like his last ditch effort to stay out of the abyss and then when you kill him he gets dragged down into it. Uh, yeah. It's really really cool. And I think I think my first playthrough I didn't know what to do. Like I didn't figure out that I should hit the big shiny bracelets, but and so I think I did get killed by the instant death gas like as it fills the room. You get mm-hmm. slowly pushed like further and further and further and until you like just run out of space eventually. So yeah, A for me, uh Wolnir just like man, if you haven't if you're listening to this and you haven't played Dark Souls 3, Look up a picture of High Lord Wolnir. Watch a video because it is a a fantastic spectacle. Yeah. Yeah. It's real good. Uh, Next one, debatable whether it's good spectacle or not. Uh, After you beat Wolnir, you can go down into the uh, smoldering lake and you'll find the old demon king down there. And I think this level is too high level for you at this point. But I'm going to talk about tough. it now. It would be tough. Uh, but the old Demon King, not so tough, I don't think. So let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. I have him at D. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's not that fun to fight for me. It's another one where I spend a lot of time running around, waiting for an opening when I can get close enough. Hit him once and run around again. 
Yeah. Um, there's one sad, cool thing that happens at the end of the fight. Yep. Um, if you get him down low enough in health, but don't kill him, he can't do anything anymore. Right. He's strug he's struggling to get up and he can't, and you can just sit there for as long as you want and he won't be able to get up. It adds a cool little bit of kind of set piece storytelling, but you never learn enough about him anyways for you to really care that much. It's like ah, that could have been a very meaningful moment. Instead it's kinda of like, oh, there's something there. All right, let's finish this. Yeah, it's it kind of seems like he's like the last of the demons or something like that. There's some other demons like around the world, um, but you get the feeling that this is like the last of its kind or something like that. So when he does kind of just like, he's just totally spent basically. When you do get to that point, I think that is really cool. It's like not as not as like emotionally affecting as Sif and Dark Souls 1, but it's, oh, yeah. it's like that. Um, mm-hmm. I have it in C because it's just not a very fun fight. And that one moment uh, is not enough to like bring it up. But I agree with you. It's yeah. not a super fun fight. You fought so many dudes just like this. And mm-hmm. he has a, at least one attack, maybe two, where you all you can do is run behind a wall and just wait for it to end. And then you can go out and fight again. So, yeah. Uh, I think I beat this on my first try, both playthroughs. It's pretty easy and yeah just not not the most fun old demon king c for me and d for me okay next up is pontiff sullivan pontiff sullivan is next on my list and i can't remember if this is like exactly the order i did it in i think it is anyway where do you have pontiff sullivan i have pontiff sullivan at a c I don't like fighting this guy. <laughs> Has too many moves that I'm just like, ah, that's bullcrap. And then he gets his little shadow friend that also makes me think, ah, that's bullcrap. Yeah. Um, you can parry him, right? Yes. And that's okay. That's the only way I'm able to get consistent damage is by parrying him. And I don't parry in these games. Like I, I never parry in these games. Yep. So that's probably why this is total bullcrap to me. Well, I, again, this is like, so I'm putting him in C also. I also don't like this fight and I don't like parrying in Dark Souls. It's like the risk reward is not good enough for me. Like the reward is not good enough for the amount of times that I fail and die. Exactly. And I don't like to come up against a boss where it's like this boss is insanely hard unless you like practice parrying for 45 minutes before you can actually beat him just mm-hmm. by using this one strategy. So yeah, um, I actually, my first playthrough, I could not beat him and I had to summon help to do it. This last playthrough, I'd spent some time learning how to parry. I was able to do it, but I didn't have fun doing it. So I'm putting it in, uh, we'll put it in C. Like D is for bad ideas mm-hmm. and bad bosses, I think. I don't think this is a bad boss. I just don't like it. And I don't like Same. I don't like the I don't know, the idea that comes out of it that just like this boss is really easy if you learn how to parry. And if you don't learn how to parry, it's really fucking hard. Yeah, you have one verb that works for you. Yeah. Which is thankfully something that Elden Ring 
has done amazing where like you always have a ton of verbs that can work in every situation. I'm also marking Pontiff Sullivan down because of uh, the uh, fight club people that hang out right after his arena when you're embered you, and you, you will always yep. get invaded right after his arena. Uh, yes, you're you not will. Careful. And that's Pontiff Sullivan's fault. I'm blaming that on him. <laughs> it's um, all his fault. Yeah. Setting so, up his little fight clubs in his backyard. Yeah. Uh, so C, Pontiff Sullivan. Uh, next up is Aldrich. Aldrich is next up. I also have Aldrich at C. The okay. the first time I fought him, and if I had only ever fought him that time, I think I'd rank him higher because it didn't take me that many tries and I pulled it off. And I was like, that was a kind of interesting different fight. Mm-hmm. But every single time since then, I get caught by some cheap bullshit and I'm like, I have to do it again. I have to do it again. I have to do it again. And it just it gets annoying. Um, I like the idea of Aldrich that became powerful by just eating people. Yeah. It's like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to get power by eating everybody. Yeah. It's a cool idea. You know, the devourer of gods. Um, those are the things that save it from being a D for me is I like the story around Aldrich. Um, I like. I wish they would have explored more about the deep as an alternative to cycles of fire in Dark Souls. But of course, they never did. Mm-hmm. But. I like the ideas and lore around Aldrich. I do not like the fight. Yeah, I think I think we said this in the main episode, but this is the best story content in Dark Souls 3, I think. The Yeah. Just chasing Aldrich and all along the way you're hearing about Aldrich. Aldrich is the devourer. We're making these sacrifices to Aldrich. These people are being led down here so Aldrich can eat them. Um You have uh Henri and Horus. Yep. Is it Horus? Mm-hmm. It's Horus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, I have Aldrich in B. Um, I actually do think the fight's pretty fun, but I agree with you. There is some bullshit. There's just too much stuff floating around the air, homing on you in the fight. Other than that, I think it's pretty good. And I like the kind of like you're in a very familiar place. If you played Dark Souls 1, uh, you're in this familiar yep. place and seeing what Aldrich has done to it is cool. Um, it's... Adam and I talked about this. It's one of the only fan service reference things in Dark Souls 3 that really, really works uh, for both of us mm-hmm. is seeing this like formerly pure and holy place just fucking disgusting because of what Aldrich yeah, is, is doing sure. in there. So, um, yeah. Yeah. B for me. If I was raiding him off of just my first time fighting him where I got lucky enough to get him on like my, it's only like my third or fourth try, like not that many tries. Mm hmm. Um, and it felt reasonable. He might be a P, a B, possibly an A, mm-hmm. but all the other times I fought him just was way too annoying and dragged him down for me. I realized it was a fluke that I did so good that first time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just remembered my first time, like part of, I think it's Henri's quest line. You get summoned by her. Like there's a summon sign to go into her world, her for, for me. And help her fight. And him. help her fight Aldridge. So I did that. It was him for me. Right. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> depending on uh, what gender your character is. Uh, and so like yes. I went in and I fought Aldrich in Henri's world and we won. And I was like, sweet. I, I beat Aldrich. Uh, and then I went back to my <laughs> no. world and then I was like, oh, I have to fight Aldrich again. Okay. That, this this kind of sucks. And it took Stupid me. Stupid multiverse. Took me a while. Yeah. I blame the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they didn't have multiverse till way after. Yeah. Uh, okay. 
Aldrich is down. Let's take a little music break, and when we come back, we'll get into some other uh, Lords of Cinder here. So next up in the Lords of Cinder track, I guess going down through Irithyll Dungeon into the uh, profaned capital where we fight uh, Yorm, uh, Yorm the Giant. So I actually, I think after Aldrich, you get teleported back to the church where you fight Dancer, right? No, it's whoever you fight last, Aldrich or Yorm. Okay. All right. So let's fight Yorm. Okay. So... Yorm is one that I wish I could rate higher. Uh-huh. It's a D for me. Same. Because the fight is just, it's awful, honestly. Uh, I can't even get the special weapon to fire and hit him properly half the time. Mm-hmm. I really like having, you know, your buddy there show up, which is it Sigmeyer? I always forget which is which. I do Sig- too. Word. I think. Yeah, I I do too. And like, dude, I just recorded about Dark Souls 3 last week and we got it right (laughs) last week and I can't remember now. But one of the onions is with you. Yeah. And uh, like if you've done his quest, it's really neat to be doing a a boss cutscene and you're like, oh, dang, he's here too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's kind of cool. But then wait, why are there two of these weapons? Why can I have one? Right. And he has (laughs) two of these legendary one of a kind weapons. Yeah. Yeah, um, so there's a couple cool moments. I like the idea of Yorm. There's just enough story that I'm like, it could be cool, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely something they ran out of time on, profaned flame and all that being another type of flame and idea and all that. There's little hints that it could have been really good, but the fight itself is just, it's bad. It's a D for me. I have it in D also, and this is one of the biggest like disappointments because your in yorm's in the opening cutscene of dark souls 3 and as soon as i saw that i was like holy shit i'm gonna have to fight that thing like mm-hmm. that's gonna be cool and it was not cool it's pretty anticlimactic um my most recent playthrough uh the onion bro i think it's siegmeyer in this game no i'm not gonna guess i can't remember the onion bro died <laughs> immediately in the fight Oh, dang. So, like, I I raced over to Storm Ruler. I picked it up, equipped it, and turned around, and he was dying right as I turned around. So I had to ah. fight Yorm by myself, and it's not very fun. Um, the, the Storm Ruler does tons of damage to him, but it takes a long time to charge up, and Yorm has a huge reach. So Yeah, he does. It's a lot of just, like, run through his legs, run to the other side of the arena, charge up the Storm Ruler, and then repeat. It's Mm -hmm. pretty bad. Of the three fights that do this kind of gimmick uh, between Demon Souls, this one, and the one in Elden Ring, this is definitely the worst one, I think. By far. Yeah. Absolutely agree 100%. I just did the one in Elden Ring like yesterday or two days ago. That's such a great boss. So fucking cool. So cool. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is 
possibly the most metal moment in all of the Soulsborne. It's, yeah, it's very awesome. So, oh man, I can't wait to do Elden Ring month on the podcast. I can't wait. And that boss gives me my favorite weapon in the game. Oh, so. right. Yeah, that's right. I uh, I ate the boss soul because I can't use that weapon. So oh, It's so good. <laughs> anyway. And it's so good when your mimic buddy has him. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the other underrated part in Elden Ring. Uh, not to get on a big Elden Ring tangent, but when you find a cool weapon, you're like, not only do I get to use this, but my mimic is going to use this too, and we're just going to tear shit my up buddy. together. Yep. Uh, next up, so we are ready to go fight Dancer of the Boreal Valley now. So you go back to yes. the church. Uh, your uh, your buddy in the church, I can't remember her name, she dies and the dancer descends uh, from the uh, top of the church where it's maybe been hanging out this whole time, just chilling. Uh, anyway, how do you feel about Dancer? Dancer's a C for me. Um, Interesting. It's another one that I just, I can't wrap my head around the fight. It feels lucky when I win. It always takes a ton of tries. I like the design. Mm-hmm. I like the coming down from above is very well done, very cool. The arena catching on fire is very cool. Yep. But I just, I cannot get my head around this fight. And it always takes me a ton of tries. That was me my first playthrough. I just like could not get it. I had to summon help to beat it. My first playthrough it was so hard. My most recent playthrough, I really came to appreciate this fight. And I just appreciate how you have, if you're like us or like me, uh, you've spent, hundreds of hours accumulating this like this rhythm to dark souls combat right and in the dancer fight it it just it's a different rhythm i've heard it described and i i don't personally subscribe to this as like being in a different like time signature if you want to talk about it in musical terminology but it does make sense to at least like think about that to let you again if you're listening and haven't played it it's just it's on a different rhythm than any other fight in a Dark Souls game. Um, the animations on the dancer are so cool. Like you said, the church catching on fire, awesome. The only thing I still can't get is it has like that big twirling ballerina type move where it it, it gets like six to 10 hits, basically just twirling around. You just have around. to run away. Yeah, and there's there's no other way to do it than just run away or be very far away when it starts. So mm-hmm. I think it was helped by me playing a more ranged character with Pyromancy this most recent time, but I'm putting Dancer in the A tier uh, because mm. everything about the fight, the, the design, the animation, the arena is awesome, and I think the fight itself is pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool to learn and uh, to experience. So in the A tier with Wolnir, dancer of the Boreal Valley. Uh, next up, after you beat Dancer, uh, you're able to go toward uh, Lothric Castle, but first we're going to take a, a uh, diversion into one of the weirder bosses in Dark Souls history, which is Osiris. Uh, I think the Consumed King, I think is his subtitle. Osiris. Yes. So where are you going to put Osiris on this tier list? I have this one at an A. Cool. I like the design of this boss. I like how they look. I like the uh, the baby 
weirdness going on with it. A lot of baby weirdness, um, yep. The voice work <laughs> and the talking is cool to me, mm-hmm. which was sadly underused, I think, in Dark Souls, having bosses talk and say things. Right. Um, more of them could have used that, I think. I like all that. Um, there's been a few times where this boss starts to grate on the, uh, that's bullshit with me, but I tend to get him down quick enough that I don't get too frustrated. It doesn't take a ton of tries. Right. And I, I like the setup overall. Yeah, I, I agree. I like in my head, I think like this fight is kind of bullshit, but I've never spent more than two or three tries trying to beat him. So it, it can't be that bullshit right like he has a lot of attacks that are like charging attacks which are some of my least favorite you know types of because you're still trying to spin your camera around and then he's already smashed you into the ground right again (laughs) so you do get locked in these like he'll do a charge attack you get hit you drink an estus and then you turn around and he's charging at you again and you get hit and then you drink an estus and you can get locked Mm -hmm. in that rhythm um but i have him in the b tier because Again, it's such a weird, it's such a weird character, and like you said, him talking throughout the fight uh, is something they took into Elden Ring. A lot of the bosses in Elden Ring do that, and and it's so good. All of their voice work is so good. Yep, it's good, and the voice work on Osiris is good too. Uh, just mm-hmm. screaming for Ocelot, talking about you know you are the son of dragons and stuff like that. Ocelot may or may not be real. Uh, that's another cool Who thing. Knows? <laughs> uh, I think canonically it is real, but like you, th- I think that took people like data mining that there is actually like a just an invisible baby model in there uh, mm-hmm. to find out. So yeah, cool spectacle. The boss, the fight itself is not the best, but it, it's also not like bad. I don't think it's bad. And in contrast to pontiff sullivan it's also not very hard uh which allows me to like be a bit more generous uh with all the other stuff so b tier for osiris for me next up you go through lothric castle and before you can go into the archives you have to fight the dragon slayer armor so where do you put the dragon slayer armor dragon slayer armor is my last one that is in the b tier okay um it's a good fight. It's uh, I like it as a one-on-one fight. It takes little use to getting to the weird shield bashes he can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you get used to that, it's not too bad. Honestly, what holds it down for me is the butterflies off to the side being able to shoot you. And I just that gets annoying. Yeah, <laughs> rain missiles and ranged attacks coming from off screen is feels kind of cheap sometimes. Yeah. I have him in A tier because I have almost never been hit by one of those missiles. And it's not because I'm like watching them or something. I just like, I'm rarely just like fighting the Dragon Slayer armor and just get like smashed from something off screen. I can see them coming Mm -hmm. and like I keep, you know, I don't know if you keep moving, maybe they don't track you super well. I don't know. I have him in A because this feels like a Dark Souls 1 style you know yeah this feels like a bot like i'd agree with that dark souls 3 has a bunch of bosses you know that like seemingly have infinite stamina and they can just combo 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 and dragon slayer armor is not like that uh it definitely has mm-hmm. like 
big attacks. And if you dodge them, then you've earned the right to get some attacks in yourself. And that's the way these bosses yeah. should be. Uh, so I really like Dragon Slayer armor. It's an A. It's not an S because um, I do think ranged attacks coming from things that you can't attack yourself is not the most fun. I think maybe you can like shoot the butterflies with bows, but I don't know why you would try that. It's Yeah, you'll get punished right. for doing that. But uh, I've also rarely been hit by them, but I've been hit by them just enough to hold Dragon Slayer from being an A for me. Because other... Without the without the butterflies, it would be an, an A, absolutely, for me. Mm-hmm. He can also bash you off the level, which is not the most, yeah. <laughs> uh, not the most fun. Like, you know, ah. okay, I got hit with the attack. That's cool. But now I'm dead because I fell. He knocked me off the level. Yep. I don't really like it when bosses can do that. The fucking man eaters in Demon Souls, another one. Mm-hmm. That, oh, that fight. It happens uh, it happens rarely enough with Dragon Slayer armor that I still really like this. So A tier for me, uh, up there with uh, Wolnir and Dancer in the A tier. Whew. You know how I just said uh, Dark Souls 3 has a bunch of bosses that have infinite stamina and just combo, 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 combo? Next up is Champion Gundir. Champion Gundir. So uh, where are you going to put Champion Gundir on this? C. Mm-hmm. Just because that infinite stamina, too aggressive. Um, you, you you can't do anything against him unless you're really good at parrying, like a Pontiff Sullivan. But yeah, it's harder to parry even than Pontiff Sullivan. Right. And unlike Pontiff Sullivan, if you miss the parry in Champion Gundir, he is going to combo stunlock you to death. Yeah. So C tier for you, you said? Yep, C for me. Yeah, I think I'll put him in C also because it's not it's not bad. I imagine if you were very good at the game, Champion Gundir is like could be fun. Uh but it's too hard for me. I think yeah. in the base game of Dark Souls 3, this is the hardest boss, I think. Uh so it's in C tier and it's because of that just hyper aggressive if you're playing a ranged character, I'd fucking good luck. Yeah, I don't know how you'll get Gundam. anything off. I've never been able to beat him without summoning the Swordmaster uh, nearby. The Swordmaster does great work against Champion Gunder. There's a summon sign uh, outside for like, uh, you know, the the naked dude with the katana next to yeah, Firelink Shrine. I've, yeah. I've always summoned him for uh, Vort. So maybe if you summon him for oh, Vort, he doesn't show up for Champion because I can't remember... Having him. I've never, yeah, I've never champion. summoned him for Vort. So, yeah. Second to last boss in the main game, uh, back to the castle. So, this is kind of the, this is the last Lord of Cinder, and it's kind of the conclusion to the story that the game has been telling so far, and it's Lothric and Lorien. So, where are you going to put the, uh, the twins? All right. I'm going to give a little bit of reasoning behind the rating before I even give the rating. Okay. <laughs> um, this was the first boss I came to when I came back to Dark Souls 3 after taking a break for like a couple years. Oh, geez. Before I took that break from Souls games, I had beaten Bloodborne and I had play- played up to this point in Dark Souls 3. Mm-hmm. I was terrified of fighting bosses. I always 
summoned actual other people to help me. I just, I was very intimidated by bosses. Mm-hmm. Coming to it this late, um, there weren't really people around to summon for bosses unless I went on, like, you know, Reddit. There's a subreddit just for saying, hey, I want some help here. And right. I have used that to good effect before. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can fight for real, like myself. It took a lot of tries, but I eventually got it, and it was amazing. It never felt cheap to me. It always just felt like, okay, I know what I did wrong. I need to fix it. This is my first S tier that we're going to have. Me Um, too. Lothric and Lorien. Very, very good fight. Never feels too cheap. It just feels it feels learnable, which sometimes when they go too difficult, it doesn't like Chappie and Gundir. It just feels like bullshit. Um, it felt learnable. And it was also the first time where it's like, maybe I'm not shit at these games. Maybe I like them and I'm OK at them. <laughs> yeah, it's I I think this is like the ideal level of difficulty, but also learnability in Dark Souls 3, I guess, like with the mm-hmm. speed and everything that it's going at. Because I agree, they're, they seemingly have a bunch of moves and all their moves are real different. There's long range, like magic mm-hmm. attacks, the teleporting attacks, basic sword combos. But once you learn them, this fight is really not that hard. And it's, it's, it's a really fun one to learn. And I also have it in S tier for that reason. And there's also just very good, like the voice acting and the character yep, stuff again. that happens with the twins in the fight uh, is really good. The The second phase where the amount of damage you do is based on what part of them you hit because the, the the small one you're trying to hit is riding on top of, or riding on the big one's back. This is one where if you could jump like Elden Ring, it would totally change it and make it way oh, easier. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah, I agree. This is S tier. Like story wise, it's very cool. You have the uh, the the uh, prince who like was supposed to become a sort uh, a lord of Cinder and said, "No, that sounds bad. I don't want to do that." Yeah, uh, that's cool. Um, and uh, his brother, who I think there's a story with his brother taking on uh, like fighting demons. Like he's a very capable uh, warrior. When you get in there, his brother is like very clearly not okay. Crawling um, <laughs> on the ground, legs don't work. And that's from the um, the demon wars he went and fought. Yeah. So that's really cool. And then, yeah, it, it's really like when I finished fighting this, uh, when I finished this, I put my summon sign down and I helped like, you know, the next five or 10 people uh, that summoned me um, fight this. And yeah, it's just, it's really fun. I really yeah. like this fight. I'm Very out of things to fight. say, but I really like it. S tier for sure. Absolutely. Lothric and Lorien. Okay. S tier to something that I'm guessing is going to be a little bit lower. So we're not going to go to Soul of Cinder yet. Uh, we're going to go do optional stuff and DLC. So first, let's stay in the base game though, and let's go to. Um, the ancient wyvern. So, where do you have the ancient wyvern? D. Okay. Um, there's one thing that could be changed that would bump it up probably multiple levels for me. Okay. Because I like 
puzzle gimmick bosses. I like okay. them a lot. They can feel really cool to figure out. They can, yeah. This one, all of the other guys all over the place is what ruins it for me. If it was yep. just the dragon and trying to work your way up through this castle to get to the spot to do your final blow, it would be easily a B, maybe an A for me, depending on how they had the dragon interact with you in the ruins. Right. It, let, maybe if it was like the uh, the dragon god in Demon Souls, where it's... I hate the dragon god, though. <laughs> well, I hate the execution of the dragon god, but the idea, but the idea. of like... Mm-hmm. If he's shooting fire at you as you're climbing through these this castle. Yeah. And then you make it to the top and you can do your jumping, plunging attack to kill mm-hmm. him. That would be fine. Um, yep. If, I don't know, if they did a better execution of the idea where he's taking swings at you or something like that. Yep. That Reaching would be through fine. certain windows, all that type mm-hmm. of stuff. But instead, because there's all of the other mobs around... All you're doing is trying to run past all them and trying not to get tagged by some cheap attack from behind you that, from a guy you just ran past. Uh, there's that's it. And there's a right at the end of that climb. There's a dude with like a giant the chain, the chain thing. And that chain yes. reaches so, fucking so far. far. Yeah. And that uh, ruins it for me because it's all about running past guys that then tag you from off screen. Like we talked about mm-hmm. that sucks. Hoping you can get to the easy kill spot. And then when you get to the easy kill spot, you can miss the it's plunge. Real finicky whether or not you're actually going to hit the plunge. <laughs> and you have uh, to run I, through it again. And it's a it's a far enough drop that you <laughs> die if you miss the plunge. I've survived the fall. Okay, maybe if you have enough um if you have enough hit points or something like yep. that. And then you have to do the run again. Oh god, it sucks. It's stupid. Uh yeah, ancient wyvern, I'm putting it down in the bed of chaos like fuck okay. this. This sucks okay. tier. Uh, because right. I hate it. I hate all of these different variables that, like like you said, full of dudes that are running out from behind corners to stab you as you're trying to run through. Fine. Cool. Um, getting up to that plunge spot, jumping down and like, oh, you ju- you jumped when he was stationary, but he decided to move and now you're going to miss that plunging Yeah, attack. his head moved. It's going to take you a couple minutes to run back up to that spot or you're going to die and you're, ha- you're going to have to start all over. So, and if you try to fight through the castle, you're fighting the guys and then the room gets filled with fire and you're dead. Yep. Sucks. It's uh yeah. Bed of chaos tier, which is uh <laughs> something I don't say lightly because the bed of chaos is it's the bed of chaos. If you're familiar, you know why it has its own tier instead of saying F tier for me. So, <laughs> Yeah, Ancient Wyvern sucks. Let's move on to something that I think is better, which is the Nameless King. This is another S tier for me. Hell yeah. He is real hard, Mm -hmm. and he kicked my ass for a long time because I am terrible at dodge rolling delayed attacks, which is his specialty. Like, he pulls up, and I'm like, dodge, and then he swings. I'm like, shit. Mm -hmm. One time... I have beat him without summons, and I felt like such a badass doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, although I will say, getting good enough at the first phase took a long time too. But eventually I got to the point where I could almost every time no hit the first phase. So it was just a time tax, which kind of sucked. 
Yep. I just wanted to do the what I considered the main fight at that point. Um, he is hard enough that most of the time I'm like, I don't want to try to beat him on my own again. I'm going to summon. Uh, but it is a cool fight. It is a cool arena. It is a cool design. And it felt so good when I figured him out and pulled off beating him. Same. My first playthrough, I, I think I got, I think I heard the, cause I played this in 2019 or something like that for the first time. So I think I heard the reputation that nameless King has before I fought him and I died, you know, 10 or so times. And I kind of psyched myself out like, Hey, you're, you're not going to be able to do this. Summon help. So I summoned help and I beat him. And on my replay, I beat him by myself. I beat all the bosses in the main game, except champion Gundir by myself. Um, and that was a great feeling. And I have him in the A tier. It would be an S tier, but I don't, I really don't like the first phase of the fight at all. Yeah. That time tax is rough. It, it's real close to knocking out an S tier for me. Like it's not hard. Like I, once I learned how it goes, I never don't lock on. I never died. And ah oh man, I hate fights where the advice is not to lock on because I love the lock on system. Mm-hmm. It's just re- it, it'll like give you motion sickness in this fight yeah. though, if you lock on the whole time. So I um yeah, I don't like it a whole lot. And the first phase turns into like, you know, you're gonna lose a few Estus during this, and it's it's gonna be a little bit less than you can use in the actual like tough part. So, yep. but I love the second phase. I think it's, I think it's one of the ideal, like you can learn this, you can learn mm-hmm. this and he doesn't have you infinite can. stamina and he doesn't just like attack, 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 attack. He if does. You, yeah. He does not have super combos. Yeah. If you, if you're able to dodge the problem, I guess is like, the number of attacks in his combos is a little bit unpredictable, but you can figure out like this attack is always the last part. Like when he does his lightning, you know, jam it down mm -hmm. into the ground attack. If you dodge that, you can hit him a few times. And I was playing pyromancer. So there were lots of times when I was able to throw a few fireballs as he's like Mm -hmm. slowly walking toward you and stuff like that. So, yeah, you, the biggest thing I think is, you have to learn not to panic dodge yeah. because his delayed attacks will get you every time you have to be very deliberate and know the right time to dodge. Yep. I think I, and I think this is one of those that like, I feel like some of those swings have variable timings. Like, yeah, that might be true. And it might just be because, um, I never remember to dodge, at the right time. And I always dodge when he lifts the weapon up, you know, and you're like, ah, crap too early. (laughs) Yep. Too early. It's another, and it's another one of those fights that is kind of reinforcing, like don't dodge backwards, dodge around him, dodge into him. You'll be fine. You can hit him and then dodge away after that. So, uh, before we head into the DLC, let's take a little music break. When we come back, we're going to the ashes of Ariandel DLC. So Ashes of Ariandel, two bosses, 
and ooh, I'm curious to hear what you think about these. The first one is the Champion Grave Tender and the Great Wolf. I think that's the uh, the name. Champion Grave Tender is uh, the name of the the dude, though. So, how do you feel about this one? Um, so I will preface this by saying the DLCs have a very bad reputation. Yes, they do. People do not like them. I do not like them. For the most part, I do like the bosses in them. Okay. But I hate I hate getting to the bosses because I don't like playing the actual DLC themselves. Okay. But this boss is is not one that I that I really like. It's a C for me. Okay. Um it's kind of just a pain in the ass. Um, yeah. I've only ever fought it, I think, once. And every other time I've played, I'm like, I'm not going to go down there and deal with that. <laughs> Get, yeah. Getting down there is a pain in the ass. Being down there is a pain in the ass. The boss is not great. Eh, it's not worth it. Yeah. I'm putting this in D. I just, I don't have any fun in this fight. Like, none at all. The dude is not very fun to fight. It's just an NPC dude mm-hmm. who can parry you. I guess that's cool, but. And there's wolves running around. Yeah, there's a couple on wolves. On top of it. Then you have to fight the dude, and then you have to make sure you get the dude down as much as you can before the big wolf shows up. Uh, it is kind of cool that, if I remember right, if you fought the big wolf as you're going around the level, it'll come in with a little bit less HP. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, I think so. But the the wolf itself is not fun to fight. It's Sif, but with no sword, um, just kind of swinging his head at you. So D for me, this fight sucks. And you know, not- it might actually be a D for B as well. I'm not sure why it's in C. I can't think of anything that would put it in C for me. So <laughs> maybe it is a D. doesn't have any redeeming qualities, really. No. Um, except, like... I guess it's cool that the wolf comes in with a little bit less health if you fought it out in the field, but that's not that cool, you know? Yeah. It's <laughs> so, like, okay, the game remembers what I did, you know, sure. <laughs> yeah, could could be more fun for sure. Um, Next up, Sister Freed. I think my rating on this one is going to make people upset. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> I, have, I have this as an S. Okay. I really really like sister freed and a lot of people really really hate her um i've never had that much trouble with her um i don't know why (laughs) this can be like uh adam and i talked about this and i think we talked about this in the the bloodborne episode but like all of us have one of these bosses where it's like I know everyone has a hard time, but I didn't for some reason. And I'm not like a pro gamer, but I just didn't have trouble with some of these. So I do use the NPC summon for this fight most of the time. Mm -hmm. I was caught off guard by the extra phases. (laughs) Yep. Uh, The first time I played it. So the the first time I played it or did the fight, you know, I, I got the summon. And I went in there and I was like, where the hell's my summon? Because they aren't there for the first phase. <laughs> oh, right. Um, and it took me a while to get the first phase. I was having some trouble. And then I I got it down, and I've never had too much trouble with the first phase since. Uh, the invisible part, people seem to have a lot of trouble with. Um, I used sound cues. You can hear when she suddenly speeds up to run at your back, and you uh-huh. just roll, and she misses me every time. 
Um, but I know sound cues don't always work for everybody. Um, right. Especially if that's the only cue you have, I can definitely understand not liking it. But for me, the sound cues have worked. And then I got through the first phase and the second phase started with big old mad soup daddy, uh-huh. <laughs> which I liked. I was like, this is this is ridiculous. It's kind of it's that silliness that from can pull off while right. being kind of terrifying that I really enjoyed. My summon came in and I quickly learned let my summon deal with psycho scythe lady over there. I'm just going to beat on this big guy that's easy to dodge. Right. And got through that phase. I think on my second time getting to it, the first phase took a while. The mm-hmm. second phase, I died the first time I got to it, beat it the second time. And then a third phase starts. Yeah. And that and third I was phase like, is a doozy. It's, it's it is something. Um, And the way it went for me is probably why it's S tier for me, because the third phase starts and I'm like, oh, shit. The summon dies in the first attack in the third phase. So I'm alone. <laughs> But then I one-shot that third phase. Wow. I just, I dodged like crazy. I was rolling all over the place. I was freaking out, but I was getting my hits in, and I barely survived it by the skin of my teeth. Mm-hmm. And so I have very good feelings about this fight. Yeah. Um, And I, I don't think I've ever one-shot the third phase again. It's always taken a couple tries, but it's never been that bang my head against the wall that it is for a lot of people which is why i understand why a lot of people don't like it yeah i mean that's that's fair enough and like your your reasoning for it is fine because i have that reason for like i I know a lot of people really think the nameless king is like incredibly hard and some people say it's not fair and i you know i just don't didn't have a lot of trouble with it i found it very learnable so i have a higher opinion of the nameless king um Freed is not one of those for me, though. I have Freed in, <laughs> um, I'll put her in B, I guess, like, because the first two phases I think are fine. Uh, and if the fight ended after phase two, I think I would put it much higher because I think it's still pretty fair within those first two phases. And I like the second mm-hmm. phase a lot. I don't think the third phase is very fair. Like, I, I talked about this with Adam. I think the third phase is playing by Bloodborne rules, but you are a Dark Souls character, and I don't like yeah. that. Yep. It's too much. She has too many attacks. They're too fast. Um, and yeah, some of her attacks just hit so hard, and I just they don't, do. <laughs> I don't like it. Do not like it, uh, the third phase. And again, it's that thing from... Um, from before when we talked about the nameless king you have to do the first two phases if you every time you you can't just like practice the third phase and get better at it you have Mm -hmm. to do the first two phases every time and i don't like that either so yeah freed is going in b pretty much because of the third phase the first two would have been enough and the spectacle of it would have been enough with just the first two phases i think too yeah i think Multi-phase fights could be fixed if you didn't have to redo phases, for the most part. Certain fights, it would make sense, but if there was a story reason, if they could work it into the story for certain fights that are really hard, it would make people like those fights more. A lot more, I think. I also think there's a psychological thing where you have to beat three full health bars 
in yeah. Dark Souls 3. That's how Dark Souls 3 handles these. And whereas instead of phase transitioning within one health bar. Right. You get halfway or you you kill one of Ornstein and Smo, then they do the the phase change. Or mm-hmm. in uh in Elden Ring, they've for the most part switched back to like you get the boss to half health, then there's a phase change. Yep. Uh, for the most part. Uh, and I like that a lot more. I think it's just a psychological thing. You have a much better idea of, okay, I've done this much. I've gotten this far instead of, oh God, I'm starting over. Right, exactly. So Freed is the poster, one of the poster children for things that are wrong with Dark Souls 3 boss fights. But I think the first two phases are fine. Uh, so B for me. Uh, next up, whew, Freed is also where I start to really hate this DLC. This is like the beginning of the downhill thing for me. Um, next up, we go to the Ringed City, which uh, I said in the main episode, I I think the Ringed City is the worst content that modern From Software has made. Like, the worst. The, the least fun. Uh, that's counting yeah. everything from the original Demon Souls to the present. Not fun for me, personally. So Demon mm-hmm. Prince is first and you start out with the two demons and then when you kill them they morph into the demon prince itself so where's this one for you when you kill one of them the other one superpowers oh is that right and depending on which one you kill that next phase is different they have different moves depending on which one you kill okay i thought the Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because I always just tried to kill the poison one first uh, when yes. I do the fight. That it, it always yep. turns out to be a big fire one in the second phase. No, phase two is different depending on which one you kill first. Um, so yeah, the ringed city. I hate that I hate the ringed city <laughs> because I like the story behind it. I like yeah. the lore of going to the end of time. I like the design. I like the look. Uh-huh. I hate playing through the levels but i like the bosses okay um all of them i like all the bosses in ring city but i hate playing through ring city so much that i mm-hmm. never do on replays even though I, I like the boxes bosses and would like to go fight them again it's not worth it to me to even get mm-hmm. to them yeah um, but demon prints are an a to me um it's another one that the first time i got to them it only took me a handful of tries and i got it it's always taking me longer since. I've never done it as easily as I did that first time for whatever reason. Same. But I I enjoy the fight. I like that you can pick and choose what your second phase is if you know what you're doing. Um, I like that you can have patches with you, even though he doesn't know he's patches at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you realize that patches is actually a good person if he doesn't have his freaking memories to make him be like, nah, I like being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I, I like the fight. Uh, it's way better than the old Demon King to me, but it can be kind of stupid hard sometimes. It is. I have it at, where did I put it just now? I have it at C uh, because mm-hmm. I, I generally just don't like two-on-one fights in Dark Souls yeah. in general. And then if you summon help, they get extra health. And extra health in the second phase when it's the giant one, yeah, man, that thing is so hard if it has a health buff because you have uh, because you're doing co-op. And that's one thing I was going to say is they do a ton of damage to you and you mm-hmm. do not do very much damage to them. 
Right. And this is where Dark Souls 3 also has this uh, reputation for like a hell NHP bloat problem. Yeah. And yes. the Ring City, Ring City DLC is the worst is, of it. It is hot oh, so even the fights that are coming even well one fight coming up that I really love man it just has too much HP. So yep. That's how I feel about this one too, especially if you're summoning help because you want to level the playing field basically. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one goes in C for me. It's not a D because it's not Yorm and it's it's better than the champion grave tender and the big wolf, but it, not very fun. So my most recent playthrough uh, just a couple months ago, I this is where I quit. Uh, I okay. fought the demon prince maybe 20, 25 times and I just could not beat it because I'm I was playing a pyromancer and oh jeez all my weapons do fire damage these things are super resistant to that i also had a weapon that did dark, dark. damage because it has the same scaling as uh, as pyromancer stuff does and that still doesn't do much uh, i think they're pretty resistant to that as well so it it felt like and then like i started to think like okay so i'm going to get through this I know what the actual Ring City level is like, and I I hate it so much. Fuck that place. Yep. Not fun at all. Um, And then I was thinking like, oh, I'm going to go fight Madir later. He's super resistant to dark and fire. Oh, I'm going to go fight, you know, Half-Light. Well, Half-Light's the next one. So (laughs) this was like, um, this was the point. This was the point where I was like, you know what? Fuck this! I'm 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 just gonna go beat the soul of Cinder now and finish this. Uh, the Ring City, thinking about like what was to come, even though there's one fight here that I really love. So, Half Light is next on our tier list. And where are you putting Half Light? Uh, I'm putting Half Light as a, at a C. Okay. Uh, the only reason it's not a D for me is because if you go offline, it's really easy. Yep. <laughs> um. To me, that's the only redeeming quality is that you just go offline and it's really easy. Um, I will say I've had some fun being Half-Light, being on the other end of the equation. Oh, yeah. In and the just covenant. ruining. Yeah, just ruining people's days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, uh, they've done the idea of a person being a boss before. I yep. like the other when they did it in Demon Souls, which I only played in the remake because I didn't play the PS3. Mm-hmm. But um. I like that one because it's just you and the person. Yeah. That's all right. it is. This one is not just you and the person. It's you, the boss, and the person is their helper. Right. And it sucks. <laughs> In Dark Souls 2, the presentation of it is so cool. I, but my Dark Souls 2, like online connectivity stuff is so fucking weird that like i could never get a player summoned in as part of the mirror knight fight it was always a, okay, an yeah. npc um i have half light in d uh because i hate pvp in dark souls uh like the issue with it especially with this one is that like i'm sure there are some people like you who did that just to check it out and see what it was like and have a good time. Like I, I assume you didn't spend like weeks doing this with a dedicated no. PVP build, right? I, like, no, I have never had a PVP build. Right. Um, I did it for like, 
I think I did it three times. And the reason I stopped is because the last two times was against the same person and they weren't very good. And I felt bad. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not I'm not going to keep mess. I'm not going to keep stopping this. Per- I'm done. Like so that they right. can progress without me getting in their way. Um, right. Because it's weird. I I hate PvP games. I if I'm doing it on my terms can have some fun PvP with the Dark Souls games. Um, right. I like the old monk on PS on the Demon Souls remake. Yeah. Uh, although I've only been able to do it on the player side, because whenever I've tried to be the old monk, they die before they get to me. Oh, right. E- every time I get a sudden notification, like I'm waiting there in the boss room and I'm waiting. And I'm like setting up an ambush. So and so has died. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Those <mind laughs> I didn't even get a fight. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, exactly. Every time they have never made it to me. <laughs> so the the thing with half light like that i was getting to is like i agree the old monk fight is cool i i like it but it's not just one-on-one in the half light mm-hmm. fight and no. the people who like the majority of people who got summoned in when i did this fight were dedicated pvp people they had their build specifically made for pvp it's towards the end of the final DLC. Right. The old monk is decently early. Yeah. Unless you're specifically going for it, you, you don't really have your set build yet. Right. In this, it's so far into it that, of course, you have all the time in the world to be high level with your perfect gear and perfect setup. Right. And, like, PvP in Dark Souls is, it's almost like playing a different game from... yeah everything else and so being forced to do a pvp fight on uneven terms because again it's not one-on-one i i just i don't like it i don't like i'm i'm sure the story thing is cool like the reason why this is all happening is cool but like man i'm completely unaware of the lore around it (laughs) because it means nothing to me yeah i i just want to like i want to get through this because i want to go fight gale uh, but f- you got to deal with a bunch of like dedicated PVP people who are just like setting up. I feel like they just set up and do this all day and yeah, that's sure. their idea of fun. And like, if that's your idea of fun, that's, that's cool, but I don't want to fight you. That's not yeah. why I'm playing this game. So yeah. Uh, D for me, I hate this. Next up, before we go fight Gale, uh, we are going to talk about Dark Eater Medir. So where's Madeir on your list? I like Madeir. Um, there's only one thing keeping it from being one that I love. So Madeir is an A. Okay. And the terrible HP bloat is the only thing keeping it from an S for me. Because otherwise, I really like this fight. It's another one that because I came to this stuff so late in the life cycle, I couldn't get summons to help. So it was on my own. Okay. And I learned it and I beat it. And that was so freaking cool. It was a, I still remember it was a Saturday morning. Uh, I had gotten up, I had my coffee. <laughs> I had been banging my head against Madeir for a few days. And when I beat it, my, uh, my kid, my son was like, you did it. And he was all excited with me. And we were like, yeah. And dragons are his favorite thing in the world. Like his okay. absolute favorite thing. He is very, anything you ask him about, he's like, oh, I don't know, meh, okay, unless it's dragons. He 
fucking loves dragons. Hell yeah. And so, like, his <laughs> excitement when I finally beat him, my excitement when I finally beat him, I, I really enjoyed it. But it's one where, again, I don't really go back to it that often. One, because I hate playing through the Ring City. Mm-hmm. And two, the HP bloat is pretty freaking bad <laughs> for Madeir. It, yeah, it's... It's as bad as it gets, I think, uh, with Nadir, which, like, fine, he's a he's a dragon. He should have more health than a dude, but that doesn't make it more fun. So I have it in B because I, I do think, like, I don't think this fight's unfair. I think it's a very learnable fight. I think it's one of the better dragon fights they've done. Yeah, until Elden Ring, it's definitely... Until Elden Ring, yes. It's, I think, other than... I think I like Sin from Dark Souls 2 more than this one. But Medir is a fine boss fight from like a move set and like learnability perspective. But mm-hmm. again, like he just has so much fucking HP. You can learn yeah. Medir perfectly, but then you have to do it perfectly for like 15 minutes to kill yep. him. And he hits so hard. Yeah. Lower his damage a little bit, lower his health a little bit. And this yeah. would be an easy S for me. Easy yeah. S tier. I think this was, uh, I think it was Gary on Bonfireside chat that said, like, just sustained perfection is the only way to beat Madeir. Yeah. And it's not a very interesting thing. So I'm, I'm like, that just perfectly, like, summed up how I feel about uh, Madeir. Cause I, I did, I fought him for a while by myself and I could feel myself like, okay, I, I understand this move now when he, jumps up in the air and shoots fire down below him. I know how to dodge that, but am mm-hmm. I going to dodge it every time? Like every time over the course of 15 minutes, maybe not. I might get tagged. Yeah. yeah. And then it's over. So yeah, not the most fun. I also beat him um, with a poise break. Oh, nice. So like that's a he great fell feeling. to the ground and I was using that great club that I love in DS3. Love that freaking great club. And I went up and I started doing the thing and again, you know, my my kid and I were both really excited and both of us were kind of like, is it going to be enough? Is it going to finish him off or is he going to stand up and kill me? <laughs> and it was enough to finish him off. And it was just like, yes, this is so good. <laughs> that's uh, that's how I beat Orphan of Koss. My first time was on a, a parry and a visceral. It's it's such a good feeling when you get a tough boss down like that and finish him like that. It is. Yeah, it's awesome. My first playthrough with Medir, uh I tried him by myself for about 15 or 20 tries. And then I was finally like, I, I don't know, maybe I could do this, but do I want to put in the time to do it? Not really. So I summoned help (laughs) and the, the person I summoned just annihilated Madeir by themselves, even with the extra HP, they destroyed. And I just kind of like ran in and took some swings when I felt safe. But this person like, aced Medir by themselves with the extra HP that they get. Did from they summoning. use lightning? I don't remember. Maybe. Okay. Because I know lightning is good against dragons in Dark Souls. Lightning's good against dragons, but I think Medir is resistant to lightning because he's resistant oh, is he? to fucking everything. Everything. No, I saw someone I saw someone annihilate Nameless King by using the really high end dark spells because he's he uh the, the, no the Dragon is weak to dark, and then he's weak to fire. But yeah, so you, they were a 
a pyro and they used, you know, dark for the dragon phase. And it was like one shot. They launched this huge dark blast and the dragon was like dead. And I was like, oh nice. my God, what is this? And then, and then the same thing on Nameless King, just huge fire and boom, half his health is gone. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, you would think that being the son of Gwyn would make him resistant to fire, but he's not. Because on my playthrough, no. I was a pyromancer too, and I was shooting fireballs and doing a bunch of damage to him that way. Um, so next up, we got two bosses left. So next is Slave Knight Gale, who is the last boss of the DLC. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to put Gale? Uh, Gale is also at A for me. Okay. Uh, again... I don't know if Gale would get to S tier like I think Madeir would for me. Uh, the HP bloat is again a problem. Um, it is three yep. three phases again, right? Yeah, yeah. But I like the fight. Um, it's a cool fight. Too many phases, too much health. I like the arena, which is cool as well. Yeah. Um, the one time I beat. Slave Knight Gale on my own without summons was totally, you know, a quote unquote meme build. Uh-huh. I uh I had the storyteller staff, which its weapon art is a poison cloud that's more powerful than any poison spell in the game. Oh right. Um so I would just I would poison him and then I would put it on my back and two hand my bleed infused bandit knife. Because oh, nice. you can quick step, and quick stepping him is way easier than rolling. Mm-hmm. And quick step works even if you run out of FP. So that doesn't matter that you're burning through it. Uh-huh. And bleed work bleed works great against him. So I'd poison him and then just quick step and bleed the crap out of him. That's the <laughs> only way I've beaten him on my own is by just basically exploiting things that uh maybe shouldn't be as good as they are. Yeah. Actually I, I was gonna mention that with Medir. That was gonna be that was the advice that everyone had given me because I was a pyromancer against Madeir was use that pestilent mist. mist. Or... I've done that on him. Yeah. Gale, on the other hand, uh, Gale is S for me. He's going to be the only other S tier uh, for me Okay. with Lothric and Lorien. Every Dark Souls game has one boss that I just fucking love the process of learning their attacks. Mm-hmm. And so it's Artorius, it's Fume Knight, and uh, in Bloodborne, it's Orphan of Costs. I, it's difficult enough that Orphan of Costs does take me like 20 tries to learn it, but I love the process of learning it. And Gale is that same way. So for Dark Souls 3, Gale is really good for that. I agree he mm-hmm. has too much HP. It's a, it's a problem. Everything else about the fight, I think, is like, it's the ideal. This is the mm-hmm. ideal boss experience for me personally. Uh, so Gale is S tier. I really, really loved it. I had so many times my first playthrough where I got him down to like, you know, the next hit would kill him, but then he got me. And yeah. we, it was like this epic struggle. It took a long time to learn, like multiple days, but finally did get him down. Um, actually, I had to summon help to get him down. Never mind. I got frustrated. Uh, <laughs> but. I did enjoy the process and like, I felt like, you know, I did basically do it by myself getting him down that far, uh, that eventually I was like, you know what, let's just summon, let's get this over with, let's do it. But I, I, I still love the process. Um, and yeah, 
man, I was looking forward to going and fighting Gale again because I'm a lot better at these games now than I was the first time I played Dark Souls 3. But the Ring City just fucking beat it out of me, like any desire to yeah. get back there. And it, it sucks. Uh, it sucks Same. that going through the levels dissuaded me from going back to fight a boss that I actually really love fighting. And like I've said it before, Agreed. fighting fighting the bosses in these games are not why I play these games. It's not my mm-hmm. favorite part of the games. So yeah, one that I actually was like really looking forward to, but just kind of gave, gave that up because the rest of it wasn't very fun. That kind of sucks. But Gale rules S tier for me. Yeah, good fight. Okay, and uh, another one. We will see how you feel about this one. Adam and I complained a lot about the Soul of Cinder on the main episode. So where are you putting the Soul of Cinder on your list? So when the first time I, I got to him, I I didn't like him. I had a lot of trouble with him. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I figured out and also looked up how to deal with his different stances and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And once I knew what to do, I actually I actually like Soul of Cinder quite a bit. Um, Soul of Cinder is an A for me. Okay. And if it actually connected to the story better and was more meaningful as a character rather than being an amalgamation of every lord bef- before, right. um, it would be an S for me, I think. But it's just it's so disconnected that it's kind of its own thing. And of course, a lot of people have said, you know, like when when Gwyn's theme comes in, I wasn't familiar enough with it to recognize that that even happened. So that was a that 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 didn't mean anything to me. But otherwise, once I learned what to do for the different stances, I like this fight. Um, it still can be a little hard. I I don't always get it down within a, just a few tries. Sometimes it takes a while, but mm. I like this fight. It's so close to being a fun fight. I just, the, kind of like Champion Gundyr, the the opportunities to get your turn are so small, I felt like, in mm-hmm. this fight, that I just don't like it. And, and I have it down yeah. in uh, C, uh, C yeah. tier. And I, also, I'm also punishing this because I hate the story of the Soul of Cinder. Yeah. Like, yep. or like, I like the very basic idea, like where the idea started is kind of cool that there is this, like you said, amalgamation of all the previous Lords of Cinder and it has all the move sets of player characters and Gwyn and all of that cool idea. But then the way that they implemented it where it has, I feel like it has endless combos and mm-hmm. some of its phases are just, I can't, figure out where i'm supposed to hit them yeah you just like especially he has like a spear phase where i just like literally just ran away until it changed to something else yeah no that that does happen and honestly some of that stuff should bump it down for me yeah um doesn't quite but if you get the wrong sequence of what phases he goes to Mm -hmm. i i can't beat him um it totally depends on what sequences he goes through. Um, there's a part, I think it's only in phase one where he's just doing one set of moves. You can bait out this big jumping distance attack mm-hmm. that's really easy to roll dodge, and then you can get a few hits in. So what, you just keep baiting that out. Not a big deal. 
But then when he goes to his switching between phases, the spear phase is a pain. The sword phase is not much better. The magic phase, if you get him to do that one a bunch, easy. You just run yeah. up close, stay behind him, and swing away, and it's easy to beat him. And sometimes he'll just keep doing that one over and over, and you're done. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the time that I beat him, again, I was playing Pyromancer. Again, you would think he's resistant to fire. He's not. You can Fire does plenty of damage to him. So <laughs> I would just kind of like keep my distance when he turned into the spear phase i would literally just run away until he changed, until he changed. to something else yeah. and then when he did the magic phase i would just kind of like trade ranged magic attacks with him because i i can dodge his attacks better than he can dodge mine mm -hmm. and then that that last phase where he he turns into gwyn basically uh, I hate that you can't fight him the same way you fight Gwyn. Like, I, you can't parry him the way you can parry Gwyn. If they had done that, where it's like, hey, remember how you beat the final boss of Dark Souls 1? Use that Do here. Again. That would have been cool. I would have enjoyed that, but you can't. And it, it's just like, oh, come the fuck on. That would have been a better callback than just using the music. Yeah. Use the music, but also let me use what I know about Gwyn yep. and how you fight Absolutely. him. That could have actually really bumped it up and made it more meaningful and made it a lot cooler. Yeah. Letting you, like, because this is supposed to be the end of a journey that you've taken with this series. So letting mm -hmm. you use what you know from the first game would have been cool. It, But, like, just, again, like I said, the very basis of the idea is cool but what it turned into i really don't like so c tier for, for sure. me again c because d tier is like bad and uninteresting bosses like yorm and half light and this is not that bad but i don't have fun fighting soul of cinder so cool that is the end of the bosses in dark souls 3 uh before we say goodbye Let's kind of uh, recap. So, Jake, what do you have in the S and A tier? S and A, going from S's first, Nameless King, Lothric and Lorien, Sister Freed, A's, Dark Eater Madir, Deacons of the Deep, Demon Princes, Osiris, Slave Knight Gale, and Soul of Cinder. Okay, and then what do you have in the D and F tier, or whatever you have at the bottom of your list? Uh, so D is the lowest I have. So do you want me to do D and then C? Oh, uh, sure. Or just D. Like, what do you what do just you think D. of the bad okay. ones? D, uh, Ancient Wyvern, Old Demon King, and Yorm. Okay, cool. So for me, in the Bed of Chaos tier, I have the Ancient Wyvern. Uh, the D tier is Yorm, Champion Gravetender, and Great Wolf, and Half Light. A tier is Wolnir. Dancer of the Boreal Valley, Dragon Slayer Armor, and the Nameless King, and S tier Lothric and Lorien and Slave Nightgale. Only two S tiers in this game. Uh, looking at the tier list, uh, the bosses are fine for the most part. They're good. They're okay. Uh, not very many that I think are bad, uh, not, but not very many that I think are awesome, uh, like in contrast to. Uh, the Bloodborne tier list, which has mm -hmm. not been released as you and I are talking today, but sneak peek, there's a lot of good bosses in Bloodborne, I think. 
uh, looking at my tier list, I realize it makes a uh, perfect bell curve. Okay. I have seven B, six A's and six C's, three S's and three D's. Hell yeah. So it's, it perfectly mirrors itself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which means that um, for the most part, it leans towards being better, has mm-hmm. a few really good highlights, and then a few really bad disappointments. Yeah. Which is is fine. And it like again, by me saying that there are a handful that I really love and a bunch that mm-hmm. I think are pretty good or okay, and then a couple that I think suck, that is better than what most games can claim, right? You yeah. Know? A lot of people, even people that aren't big on Dark Souls 3, do say that it has a really solid setup of bosses. Yeah. A lot of people that aren't even DS3 kind of likers, like I am, I really like DS3, um, they do give it the bosses. They're like, it does have fun and good bosses. And it'll be interesting when the time comes to do Elden Ring. That boss tier list will be five hours long. Exactly, because there are <laughs> 200 bosses in that game. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I think the Dark Souls 1 bosses, I, I don't think a lot of them are super fun anymore. Um, there's a lot that are good, but I don't think a lot of them are super fun. I think that Dark Souls 3, Bloodborne, um, Sekiro also... But then also continuing into Elden Ring, there are a lot of bosses that are really fun. So um, Elden Ring has such good bosses, I think. Yeah, it's uh, we're going to talk about that in Elden Ring month uh, (laughs) when that comes. So cool. (laughs) Jake, thank you so much. Um, We are going to share our tier lists on the Instagram and Twitter page for Tales from the Backlog. But also, once again, if you would like to do your own tier list. Look in the show notes. You will find the link to this tier list. Uh, you can do it yourself. And I encourage you to join the Tales from the Backlog Discord and share your tier list. Let's chat. If you uh, if you disagree with us or if you want to come in and talk about how either I was super right or Jake was super right, please do. Uh, I would love to have you come I in. will probably be considered super wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well... The, uh, the Souls games in particular uh, bring about very strong opinions in all directions. Yes. So uh, one of us, both of us are going to be super wrong in somebody's eyes. So, yep. Jake, thanks again for coming on the show, dude. Always a blast talking games with you. And again, yeah, super happy for, for you that you're uh, broken out of the uh, the walking sim typecasting. You're, you're a FromSoft guy. Yeah. Well, now I'm half and half at this point. <laughs> half walking Sims, half from. Very opposite. Exactly, yeah. There's there's nothing in between. There's either no gameplay or there is from soft gameplay. Yeah. All right. Well, again, thanks for coming on the show. People out there listening, thank you for listening. And again, if you want to support the show, join the Discord, come chat, uh, follow on social media. You'll find links for Instagram and Twitter down in the show notes. And if you have enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a rating and review. That's very helpful. And I will see you next time for the next game that comes out of the backlog.